Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Jen Liss, the podcast that's here to help you break free, be you, and unleash your inner brilliance. I'm your host, Jen, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to stop arguing for your limitations. Let's dive in. Hey there, unicorn. It's Jen. Welcome back to the podcast for this Thursday thread. It's a Thursday thread. If you were not aware, anyone can submit a Thursday thread jingle so that you don't just have to hear me sing it, but anyone. You can say the words, it's a Thursday thread in any tune that you want. Send it to hello at jenlist.com or DM it to me on Facebook or Instagram. I'll record it. I'll pull the recording and we will add it to an episode. I love when people submit their Thursday thread Jingles, you're so welcome to do that. This is a Thursday thread pulling a little string from Nicoa Cornelius's podcast on Tuesday. Oh my goodness. So many good things. First of all, she's the most fun. <laughs> she is the most fun on social media. I so recommend that anybody go and follow her on Instagram. You can get her link in the show notes. She's just always doing such fun things, just living the life that she really wants to live. So recommend that you go check her out. But one of the big things, and really when I asked her, what is the biggest thing that you see people struggling with? And now she works for the most part with executives. She works with CEOs. She works with people who are already such high achievers and still stuck in their own shit. which I hope is relieving to people. Like Even at that level, you still get stuck in your own crap. Like We all do the things that we're all struggling with are so similar. But she said the number one thing is people arguing for your limitations. And that might seem really wild, right? Like Why would I argue for the things that are stopping me? What does that even mean to be arguing for your limitations? Like, of course, no, I don't want the limitations. I don't want them to be there. (laughs) And yet we still are because those limitations are there because we're expressing beliefs about them in some way in our bodies, in our actual beliefs and our thoughts. We are expressing these limitations and therefore reinforcing them all the time. So arguing for your limitations involves really expressing those beliefs or even excuses that justify all of the reasons why you can't achieve something or overcome some kind of particular challenge. So you have a limitation. There's something that is there and that's what we focus on. And the more you focus on something, the more It grows where you place your attention, it grows. And that is an actual fact. You can actually do this exercise if you would like to have this experience with me. If you take a nice big deep breath in and exhale, closing down your eyes and begin. If you're not driving or moving, (laughs) you can also do this. You can do this while, while you are moving if you're walking. Press your thumb and your index finger together really hard, like really press, press them together. Now move to your middle finger, pressing the thumb on the middle finger, really pressing on the ring finger. 
the pinky finger. And now work your way back, really pressing. Thumb to finger. Working your way back to that index finger. And when you've completed that, open your hands and place your awareness on your fingertips. Now place your awareness on your index finger of your left hand. What do you notice and what do you feel? As you place your awareness on that index finger, Maybe you notice that you're feeling that sensation, maybe a little pulsing, maybe a little zing, feeling it a little bit more. Seeing if you can, with your awareness, move to other fingers, feeling how when you place your awareness on that sensation, you can feel it more with your awareness there. When you're ready, take another deep inhale. Exhale, maybe shake out your hands, (laughs) come back here, you open up your eyes. This is an example of how, where we place our attention, we can, it grows. Like the actual physical sensations grew. And maybe you noticed one thing I noticed for myself, I was trying to focus on my left finger, but actually my attention was being drawn over to the thumb. Like subconsciously, I wanted to focus on the thumb. So then I moved it over to the thumb and I was like, oh, it was really, really pulsating. The more I put my focus there, the more I could really feel it. So this is an actual thing that the human brain does. As we focus on something, we notice it more, we sense it more, we feel it more. So if you're focusing on your limitations, the more you say, I hate this job, I have to get out of this job, you actually start to argue for the fact that you like hate the job. <laughs> and your body's like, oh, she hates this. Oh, let's focus on this. Let's focus on it more and more and more, the hatred of the job, which is never your door out of the job. Hating the job is not the door out. I know that that's what the brain wants to say is true, but it's a liar. And that is not the way out of the job. (laughs) So we're just going to be very clear about that. I've talked about that in multiple other podcast episodes, uh, that joy is your strategy on your way out. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But what are some signs (laughs) that you might be arguing for your limitations as we peel the onion on what this really means? What are some signs that you might actually be arguing for your limitations? Well, one of them is, of course, the example that we just used of, I hate my job. (laughs) You start to really argue for that situation, like being truer and truer and truer. The more you hate the job, the more you hate the job. If you would say, you know what? There's some parts of this job that are actually pretty fun. The more you're going to start to see the parts that are actually pretty fun. So what are some of the other things? Negative self-talk. Like, I can't. They won't. I should. It's not possible. That's arguing for the limitation that is there, the invisible limitation that you see of, I can't, I should. They won't. And in fact, they is number two. (laughs) Here's the second sign that you might be arguing for limitations or another way. They's. In general, saying they did this, they did that, the way that they are doing it is wrong. 
any days outsource your power. You are giving your power completely away every time that you put the power in their hands, every time that you put the responsibility in their hands, every time you put the problem being created in their hands, you're outsourcing it. That's part of the responsibility that Nakoa talked about several Mitzi Campbell talked about in her episode a couple of weeks ago, talking about that ownership, that responsibility, taking your power back. Now, the third sign (laughs) that you might be arguing for your limitations is looking for proof of others who are failing at what you want to do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is juicy. This is sticky. I myself fall into this trap all the time and have to catch myself here. Are you looking for proof that other people are failing? Mm. Arguing for limitation. That is your mind searching for reinforcement that it's not possible. It's looking for the limitations. The next one, number four, not spending any time dreaming. This is the opposite of number four. When you are looking for proof that others are failing and not spending any time dreaming, you're looking for the failure and you're not thinking about the opportunity. When's the last time you really let yourself dream so huge? No holds barred. Just let the dream take fruition in your mind, in your experience, letting yourself dream. If you're not dreaming, you're instead likely looking for limitation and arguing for them. And the fifth and final thing is doing every single thing the same way every day, despite having this little niggle or this desire to do it differently. When we're doing things the same way, we are living in a box. We're living inside of certain invisible limitations that we've created for ourselves. So all of these are pretty normal. These are normal. If you have lived these, if you are living these, if you can like tick, 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 doing all of that or have done all of that, it's so normal. And maybe you're in that place of, actually, I'm doing so much better at some of these things than I used to because I have been doing a lot of this development work and I have grown. Well, take this moment to celebrate yourself. Take this moment to celebrate yourself, period, because you're listening to this podcast and really opening yourself up to the curiosity of what might, how might I be? arguing for my limitations. So celebrate yourself, raise the roof, hands in the air. Let's do the mid nineties, raise the roof. I'm all about that and celebrate the fact that you have come as far as you have. And then let's talk about the way out of this. How do we stop arguing for our limitations? There's a lot of ways that we can do this, but simply stated, we need to see things differently. We need to experience things differently and we need to do things differently. And that is because our brain is so smart. It is here to keep us safe. It is here to keep us alive. Our entire being is here to help us thrive. And so it simplifies things. It starts to wash everything together so that we can be more efficient, which is so cool. That's why humans are capable of doing things that no other animal is capable of doing because our brain does this. It's wild, right? When we stop and we think about what our human brain can do and the fact that we only start to see certain parameters so that we can get somewhere in the most efficient way, that's rad. (laughs) 
But if we're not aware that that's what's happening and taking active steps to help ourselves see a new perspective, to see things differently, we're just going to keep recreating the same limiting cycle that we have been in for a long time. Without inviting some kind of change, we begin to see the world through a smaller and smaller lens. Instead of like twisting the kaleidoscope and seeing all of these new possibilities, the aperture of our camera is actually getting smaller and smaller. That little circle is getting tighter and tighter. If you can imagine one of those old timey cameras that closes in, that's that's the aperture. It's like opening and closing what you can see. It's just getting tighter and tighter and smaller and smaller. But what we want is that kaleidoscope of possibilities. That's what we want. We want to be seeing lots of different things. That's what a great artist does, a creator does. And you are a creator. You're an artist. You're an artist of your life. You pick up your paintbrush every single day. So how do we see things differently? Well, doing anything different will support you in seeing things differently. Anything. Brush your teeth with your left hand. (laughs) instead of your right hand or vice versa. Do something out of order. You know, habits and routines are so good for us and we form them for a reason, but just doing one little thing differently intentionally can change things up for you. And there's also so many fun creativity exercises. I had uh, Rob Walker on the podcast a while back and he has an amazing book full of creative ideas that are here to help people shift their perspective and be creative. And I will put that in the show notes. It's called The Art of Noticing. Excellent book. You can just open it up to a page and pull out a creative exercise. But one of them, one of the ones that I often teach in creativity classes that I will teach to help people to boost their creativity through shifting their perspective is this one. Again, if you're driving, <laughs> this is not a good one to do. You can come back to this episode. But if, but if you're walking, or if you're just in a room, this is a great one that you can do. If you're driving, just listening right now and then go back and do it because it's super simple. What I'll have you do is look around the room that you are in. Just look around. Notice what's here. Just take a, a nice glance all the way around the room that you are in. Okay. Take a couple moments to look around. What do you see? What's in here? Now close your eyes. Take another one of those big, deep breaths, filling up your belly. Breathe that air in through your nose and out through the mouth. And now open your eyes. And I want you to see everything in the room that is red. Look around the room. Notice everything around you that is the color red. Take a couple moments to notice all the red in the space around you. Okay, now close your eyes down again. Take another of those big, deep breaths. Exhale. And now open your eyes again and see everything in the room that is the color blue. Notice everything that's blue in the room. Let those blue colors pop out at you. Amazing. Now, as you did this exercise, what did you notice? Pause for a second to reflect on what you might have noticed. And if anything came apparent to you, 
before I share the purpose of this exercise. So what this exercise helps us to do is to see things differently. As we look around the room that we're in every day, we're seeing the normal everyday items that we regularly see. Our brain is used to walking in this room or used to walking down this path or this hallway or wherever it is that you are getting into this car generally, unless you're in a whole new place today. Super cool. (laughs) That can even work in that situation, this exercise. But we see all the things that we see. And when we look for the color red, all of a sudden certain little things are popping out to us. And then when we close our eyes and we look again and intentionally see the color blue, there's a couple of things we might notice. We might notice the red and the blue, or we might notice all the blue things that we didn't notice with the red before. It's like all of a sudden the room looks different, right? It looks different because we're seeing different things with intention. We have changed our perspective. We've changed our viewpoint. We've changed something about the way that we normally see this room. And so you're literally seeing things differently. Now, doing this exercise regularly in different rooms can help you to start to see things differently because it kind of joggles up the brain a little bit. It shakes it up like a snow globe. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I don't know what to focus on. Am I focusing on the red things or the blue things? When I walk in this room, what what is it that I want to focus on, which can help your brain just be more present in the moment instead of kind of washing over like it normally might do and expecting certain things? (laughs) because that's one of our limiting things that the brain does. It starts to expect things. And when it expects things, it only sees certain things that it expects to see. But now when you walk in this room tomorrow, you might see a little bit more of the red things or the blue things. You can do this lots of times. It is really powerful in changing it up. Now, other other things that we can do beyond this exercise that helps us, our minds to focus and to notice is you can take a different route to work. Take the scenic route or take the highway if you're normally somebody who does take the scenic route. Put yourself in different situations. Try something new. That's why picking up a new creative hobby can be so powerful. You're activating new parts of your brain. You're noticing new things. Now when you go, you say you start to pick up painting. Now, when you go and you see a painting or you walk into your favorite coffee shop and you notice all of a sudden the strokes that somebody did when they painted the wall, you notice the technique because previously you hadn't. You're starting to see things through the perspective of the artist, through a different perspective. Now, what does this do when we're talking about arguing for limitations? (laughs) You're seeing new possibilities. Because in this example of walking into uh, your favorite coffee shop and you see a new possibility, oh, that paint stroke can be put on the wall. Oh, they could do that technique on the wall. Then you start to think of it like that. And then something in your brain triggers the next time you're in a meeting and you think about a new technique that somebody could use in order to create an awesome PowerPoint or whatever your thing is. It's the trigger of the brain to look and to place things together in a new way. It starts to see new possibilities. It starts to actively see different things. And then we start to open up to our possibilities. So that is one very simple way. Now let's talk about this, looking for people who are failing 
things that are failing, businesses that are failing. Say you want to be a florist and you start seeing all around you floral shops that are closing. It's all you see. You're looking and you're, you're seeing it in your city. You're seeing all of the ones that are failing. Well, have you looked around at the floral shops, the floral businesses that are succeeding? How much are you seeing the ones that are succeeding? How much are you putting that focus on the red or the blue, the success, not the failure? We're so used to in this world looking for failure. We look for failure. We look for problems. We are so trained to look for problems. Please, we do not need to exercise the problem muscle anymore. It's so good. You're so good at finding problems. (laughs) It's the possibility muscle that we get to exercise, the dream muscle that we get to exercise. If all you're seeing are all of the failures and the reasons that you can't have the dreams and you're spending no time thinking about the dream you know, this I, I say all of this because I know it and I understand it and I am it. Every human has this at every level. And that's what Nakoa is saying. Even people who like we in our society deem as the most successful CEOs, they still struggle with shaking up the snow globe and seeing things through a different perspective. So this episode today is an invitation for you to see things through a different perspective. So go out and try it. Try these exercises. Give yourself that little breath ahead of time too. That breath, you know, I'm a breath worker and our breath is very powerful in shifting our perspective as well, our actual internal perspective. Your nervous system, it shifts and it changes when you take that breath. So before you do this little exercise, take the moment. It takes but a moment. You're breathing anyway to take that breath, that nice deep inhale, filling up the belly, lowering that diaphragm down into your belly and letting it go, feeling that release of the air fall out of you. And then look at the room around you differently and watch how this slowly, maybe even quickly, starts to help you see the possibility instead of arguing for your limitations. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was so fun to record and to talk about this with you. If you enjoyed this episode, something about it really kind of made you think, I encourage you to share it with a friend who might also need to see things through a different perspective, a different lens, might need to shake up that snow globe a little bit. You can always take a screenshot of the episode, post it on social media, tag me. I'm Untethered Jen on Instagram. If I see that tag, I will always 100% re-share it and tag you. Thank you again for listening. You just keep shining your magical unicorn light out there for all to see. I'll see you next time. Bye.